I'm James Rigley. Welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to fast track this episode to you. Uh, it was only a couple of days ago I had a lunchtime live chat with Josh Lambert of Pinnacle Health Group. Uh, we got into a conversation about employee wellness and well-being. Uh, it's the flavour of the month at the moment with everyone going through work from home and COVID-19. Uh, but uh, it's about to get a whole lot more difficult as people start to transition back into the office that have kind of set themselves up at home start to maybe find themselves worrying a little bit about venturing back outside uh, into what used to be their workplace. Uh, Josh runs a business, as I said, Pinnacle Health Group, uh, with a big focus on employee wellness and well-being and engagement and physio and all of those kind of things. Josh was kind enough to spend 25 minutes or so chatting with me about what some of the big players out there are doing, the banks and EY and some of the big accounting groups. Hope you get something from this. I know I did. Talk soon. Thank you. All right, we're on our live. There's the, you get you get the, the live thing pops up on your I own. Do, yeah. that, it does. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Uh, so back for another lunchtime live. Uh, been a little bit quiet on the lives for, for the last little while, but uh, I've asked Josh Lambert from Pinnacle Health Group along to to join me today. Um, we were just chatting before I, before I went live about. Uh, me getting cabin fever a couple of weeks ago, and and you know there's probably a few others like that. Uh, Josh, thanks thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Um, we'll maybe start with so I guess we'll start with Pinnacle Health Group. What what is Pinnacle Health Group? What do you do? Um, and I guess where are you at, at the moment? You shared off uh, before we went live that you're actually in the office today. So what's happening? Yeah, there? yeah. No, firstly, thanks for having me, James. And great to be on. It is a a topic of interest a lot at the moment so we've been um we've been busy i suppose i'm calling i'm actually in one of our our wellness centers today and i'll i guess i can explain what a wellness center is in a moment but i have similarly got cabin fever that we spoke about before at, at certain times i've been coming in to the workplace once a week at the moment um or actually for the last few weeks anyway because our wellness centers have been closed uh we actually opened up a couple of those this week which was really nice to, to have those open but um so pinnacle health group coming back to your question we're a workplace mm. wellness company so we create well workplaces is our mission so we like to inspire healthy changes for for workplaces across australia uh, we work with large companies like anz bank westpac group uh, ernst and young afl these sorts of companies through to to small organizations boutique firms teams that sort of thing um yep. I mentioned wellness centres. That's probably one of our our uh, sort of blue ribbon services, I guess. A wellness centre is a bit like a, a health clinic slash yoga studio slash day spa for employees. Yep. Some of those big companies have those. Um, but yep. we also deliver services right through to things like flu vaccinations, which are very topical at the moment, yeah. um, skin cancer checks, health checks, uh, wellness workshops, mental health programs, those sorts of things. Yeah, so with all of this... All of this move to you know work from home, we're probably two, three, probably close to three months in now. The times just time just flown by. Did that did that cause a big change in in the type of work that you're doing then and and now? Like, can you talk a bit about what's what happened there? Yeah, hundred percent. So I suppose a big part of our business is face to face. So we have I don't know, we'd have probably thirty to forty physiotherapists that work with us. So physiotherapy, obviously, uh, hands on service. Um, mm. Not only that, I suppose that all of our wellness centres are either within workplaces, so 
ANZ Bank, for example, have their own wellness centre exclusive to their staff and Westpac and those sorts of um, clients. So not only, you know, the, uh, physiotherapy as a service and massage and so on is a hands-on service, but the workplaces themselves, I think um, when we first checked it, it was 88% of of those workplaces, their employees were working from home, 88% of those. So um, it's certainly, yeah, that part of our business changed significantly, as in we closed all of our wellness centres. Um, but what it's seen is well, flu vaccinations went through the roof and to the point of vaccine becoming unavailable basically because the government was obviously stockpiling a lot for for at-risk individuals that, that mm. were outside workplaces as well um and lots of virtual delivery so we kind of had what's been interesting is that before all of this hit um we had telehealth consultations were, were a thing and we are we were able to offer them so telehealth yes. meaning dialing in to see a physiotherapist, um, getting advice and guidance that way, dialing in to speak with a dietitian or a podiatrist and any allied health practitioner. It was a thing, but it wasn't really, people still preferred the in-person, you know, face-to-face. -face. It was hard to um, hard to directly mimic that since coronavirus, of course, and people not coming into the workplace and therefore not having access to their wellness centre. Um, telehealth has, has sort of gone like this and um, yeah. a lot of people are actually taking that dive into telehealth and, instead of coming in for a yoga class in person we've been delivering virtual yoga class you've probably seen lots of lots of people doing their virtual yeah. exercise or yoga so um so yeah. yeah that's certainly been a real positive to come out of it um but there are still as we as we return to work now and i mentioned before the two of our wellness centers are open um there's going to be a bit of a mix now there's going to be a bit of in-person employees coming into work a bit like you and i maybe going in once or twice a week but also still needing well-being on those days they're not coming into the workplace so having that yeah. virtual or remote remote access to well-being definitely yeah. so did any of those clients you know did they start to look for something extra from you to deliver and just to try and keep their their employees engaged and and well you know was there anything extra that they were asking for you like any any really good things you've seen as a result of this that some of these businesses are doing yeah, it's been really interesting, and I don't mean to say that in a you know a global pandemic being interesting, and that's the the main word. Obviously, it's been <laughs> it's been terrible in a lot of ways, and um, but interesting from the point of seeing how quickly um, the clients we work with have have adapted. Also, we've as a small business have had to adapt, as most small businesses out there there as well, and maybe including yourself, no doubt. So, um, but some of those interesting things, whether you know Ernst and Young were a really good example that they. They were already very flexible. A lot of our clients are very flexible even before this. I mean, ANZ, um, most of their their head office staff anyway, um, each role had to be able to work from home at least one day a week. I think was their was their um, you know part of their their employment structure. So Ernst yep. and Young were a really good example that it was even before a lot of workplaces started to suggest working from from home. They were one hundred percent working from home, almost before it really hit everyone um yep. what what that and as their well-being provider um, mm. providing services to ey sort of oceania wide that was really interesting because what we were able to do was that we obviously closed the wellness center um but we had earmarked to to run workshops for different locations across australia new zealand etc that went purely virtual and we also set up we we're kind of doing rolling two-week blocks mm. of the well-being program so by that, I mean, it was sort of Monday to Friday, we'd set a fortnight because back then when EY did this, they didn't know 
how long these restrictions are going to be in place, all yeah. that sort of thing. So it's two weeks by two weeks, and it would be a timetable of classes or, or events. So it'd be, um, for example, a, a mental health workshop live lunchtime on a Monday. Um, there might have been a parents and kids exercise class on the Tuesday morning, followed by a meditation at lunchtime, those sorts of things. So we're able to, it was really nice in some ways being at the coalface with EY and going, all right, what are our biggest employee wellbeing concerns at the moment? How do we reach, you know, all of our staff that are now not coming into us so we can literally reach out and touch them? How do we touch them in other ways? And that was really the, the virtual classes, the workshops, um, support for desk setup. That's been a huge one as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm on a laptop at the moment in the office, which is a bit ironic, but um, a lot of people have gone home haven't had their usual workstation that's ergonomically set up for them. A lot of people on laptops on couches to start with at least. Yeah, um, yeah. So there were lots of those considerations, I guess. So, yeah, it was interesting and, and also quite, um, again, it was, it was really fun to be a part of at the start, mm. but there are a lot of wellbeing supports that we had to really troubleshoot. Yeah. They're getting big. So, you know, those oh, the bigger firms like EY, it's, it's a huge firm. They're, they're getting, or were they, were they on it? Are they still getting like a lot of engagement through those, you know, someone does a lunchtime yoga class or someone. So is that like your, an instructor from your end is like doing a Zoom with 100 people might dial in or whatever. Like, like they're getting reasonable numbers to those things? Yeah, it was huge early and it's still it's still good. I mean, it, there was this huge novelty early as well. I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll completely that because people go, oh, wow, this is something that, you know, we, we've always offered the in-person services and we've always had this, option particularly for things like our workshops ey already um are a consulting firm so they have a lot of stuff that come into head office but they also have a lot of employees that might be out working on site with, with clients so it was quite yeah. it was fantastic straight away that um we're able to set up this timetable of classes and we had i think the first week the average sort of numbers was something like 120 or 130 oh, wow. people dialing in it was effectively just like a zoom meeting yeah. um where 130 people dialing in it was their choice whether they wanted to to share the screen um or, or not or just be sort of participants and, and be listening in and watching the watching our instructor um but doing it in their own privacy in some ways um yeah. but they i guess the other benefit of that is that they found it was this kind of staying together but being apart type thing it was it was really knowing that they're they're with their colleagues they could have been colleagues that they never really collaborated with anyway because they're working in different states um countries even as well so that was quite a, kind of a fun thing but yeah effectively the logistics of it was just like a zoom meeting but instead of everyone listening to different people it was following on a pilates instructor or a, a yoga instructor and, and that sort of thing so it was, yeah it's was, it was pretty cool yeah that's fantastic so now that is now that things are slowly starting to relax you know both you and i going into the office one day a week i know there's other people out there that are Kind of the, the focus for a lot of employ, employers is now, well, how do we, how and what do we do in terms of transitioning the workforce to coming back into the office, whether it's full time or a couple of days a week? Is, is the work that you're doing, has it changed any? Are you being involved in a lot in some of those conversations with these businesses that you work with about what that looks like? like can, can you share anything in that space? Yeah, definitely. And I guess as being the wellbeing provider, obviously we're not um, we're not employed by these guys, but we obviously are there helping to advise and, and be part of that decision-making given the services that we run. So it's been interesting being a part of that. I guess it, it's all changing pretty quickly, as you know. I mean, it was only yeah. 
what, two, two weekends ago that the restrictions were eased effectively in um, or announced in Victoria anyway, and obviously we have sites in Sydney and, and other states. So it's really it's a moving target. I guess the mm. the approach that the the bigger clients are taking, and that they tend to be quite a good yardstick to watch, like the ANZs and the Westpacs and these sort of guys, um, are that they're it's a staggered approach really. So I mean, even some of the banks have had up to 500 staff coming into the workplace that, that have to be working from there, sort of the, the BAU operational staff that can't work from home. Um, yep. But it's looking like, it, I guess if I was to summarise it across the clients that we're working with, it's it's either a, a team A and B or a team A, B and C or a team A, B, C and D. So basically then how that works is that up to 20, 30, maybe 40% of the workplace being allowed to come into the workplace at any one time. So. Um, so just limiting the number of people coming in. Um, yeah. Also, when they are coming in, that it's kind of like every second or third desk, really, if you can picture that. So it's maintaining social distancing. There's um, temperature checks going on in the foyers of these buildings at the moment. Okay. So there's yeah. that sort of safety element of wellbeing to start with. Um, but then to come back to your question, well, what does our role become? Well, it, certainly there was that initial hit of, here's stuff that you need at home because it's a crazy time. No one knows what's going on. Here's some virtual classes. They're, they're continuing. So classes, workshops virtually continuing. And we see that happening even when things are sort of back to to normal. We see yeah. that being probably a preferred, preferred mode of delivery anyway because it, it sort of it allows you to get – we've had better engagement virtually than we have in person and no one wants to set up a, a workshop in person and only have five or ten people rock up, whereas if you yeah. have it whether it's live or on demand or pre-recorded, you, you can touch so many more people that way. So so we see our role at sort of still providing those virtual services, but starting to phase back into the to the hands-on services. I mean, the biggest issue we found um, speaking to these clients are that people have been working on non-optimal works, workspaces for what's it been, two and a half months now. So yeah. neck pain is there, back pain is there. Activity. I mean, gyms are still closed as far as I'm aware. I'm pretty sure they were last weekend, and I think they'll still be maybe part three of, of the yeah, federal government's plan. So next week, maybe something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, and and I think outdoor activity in some states is you're allowed ten people in an outdoor session and those sorts of things. So, generally speaking, people have you know diet has changed somewhat. Um, alcohol intake has changed. Exercise and activity levels. <laughs> hopefully has changed in a positive way in some ways. I know dogs have been walked the, yeah. the most they've probably ever been walked with everyone being at home, but but people, the point is people aren't, you know, if, if their routine was going to places and doing that, they've had to adapt and sometimes it hasn't been in a positive way. So there's been, we're, we're still uncovering that, to be honest. We're surveying um, the employees that work at the workplaces that we work with to find out, you know, what are the key or your major health concerns at the moment. We kind of know, but we want to quantify that um and also what are the sort of things that you're wanting from here on in as well it's it's all it's one thing for us to say well this is what we think you you need based on our gut feel and what we've experienced but it's also going to be another thing to ask them and i mean the survey these clients have been really good at surveying their people about other things things like um their productivity for example and i think to use a recent one i think it was nab they they worked out that i think 46 percent of their employees working from home over the last couple of months thought they were more productive yeah. uh, than being in the workplace. And I think 36% thought they were the same. So there, there's 80 something percent, 81% of employees saying they're either the 
doing the same amount of work or as effective or even more effective than coming into the office. So we kind of know yeah. this is, it's going to change the game forever, really, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah, so that's been interesting. Yeah, so we do, it's, it's, it's really good to hear you do that. We, we, so we're actually a much smaller business than, than Westpac or anything like that. Um, but got a couple of similar things going on in our business at the moment. Like, you know, there's a, a survey that's just gone out and closes today, I think, uh, later today to say, like, like how are you actually going? How are you finding this? You know, we're two and a half months in. How, how are you really coping? Um, and, then, and then there'll be another one that we'll send out shortly along the lines of, like, whenever we actually do start to go back into the office, what do you actually want that to look like? Do you want to go in one day a week? Do you want to go in five days a week? And and so it's a it's a moving moving target, and uh, you know you're you're dealing with it on a much larger scale than what than what we are in in a smaller business. But I suppose there's a couple of tips there for anyone else that might be watching that has a business. Just maybe ask your staff what what do they want first, and then uh, and then kind of work back from there. It's a good point, James, and probably to yeah, like obviously the large. It's great getting those large numbers. I mean, surveys, getting 150 surveys completed, that sort of thing is really good data because that, but mm. it still extends, as you say, to smaller businesses as well. And just hearing stories about um, anecdotal stories from employees that work for, might be a small firm, might be a large firm, but prior to this, that working from home was not really an option. It was, yeah. you know, it might have been the CEO or the boss just thinking, no, you, you'll be sort of taking the mickey a bit or, or there's a, maybe a bit of a trust thing or a productivity thing now that it's been the only option for two months and seeing the seeing the the output and seeing the productivity, it's, you know, it's a terrible way to experience it going through a global pandemic to prove that remote working can work and does work, but um, yeah. it certainly has proved that. So I agree. I think it's going to be now finding out a bit like you and I, you know, what's a good amount to come into the office? Do you come in for your meetings? Do you... How often do you need that collaborative approach? Because I also think that complete remote working, there, there are a lot of, we spoke about wellbeing impacts before, that mm. the social impact and social wellbeing is, should not be left out here as well. And even though yeah, we, it's, there's, there, there's still a bit of novelty of, um, you know, remote working, and you know, it's great, I don't need to commute into work every day and jump on the busy tram or train and that sort of thing, but we, we do need people as, as humans. We need interaction and we, we're probably still in a bit of a honeymoon period maybe i think it's going to be we're getting to the depths of winter we're not collaborating co collaborating with as many humans in person that's when it's going to be all right i might need to come in i know i need i need more people now in the workplace we spend that we need to we need to be doing more of so yeah yeah so what is what is the, what does the future hold for for your business Oh, you, you're coming through again now. Can you hear me okay now? You got me okay? Yeah, I can. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so what, what is the, what's the future? It's probably a moving, moving target given what you've just said, but what's the future look like for your business? Are you still trying to work that out as, as, this, as the employers adapt yeah. to uh, what they need? It's spot on. I mean, it's, yeah, you're right, James, and it's kind of we... I guess that's what we are. I'm a physiotherapist by background, and I suppose to give context there that our company is built around sort of listening to what, listening to the health concerns of the individuals, so the individual employees, but also the, you know, what are the, the issues of the workplaces. So I guess we're used to doing this. We're used to kind of listening and adapting because workplaces do adapt quite quickly. I mean, a lot of the workplaces we work with um, are quite progressive and they're not your 
go in and stamp your ticket, um, you know, at nine o'clock and leave at five. That that been very different than that for a long period of time anyway. So you're right. Yeah. I think what what's in store for us is going to be continuing to do what we do, which is listen. It's just going to be probably even faster, <laughs> faster change and faster adaptation than, than we're used to. So I guess getting the crystal ball out, it's going to be. Um, I, I still think the in-person stuff is going to be even more important. Um, yeah. You know, physio, massage, those hands-on services have remained an essential service all the way throughout um, throughout COVID. It's it's just been because they're our, our services are in workplaces that if there's no one in the workplace, we can't really, you know, those same employees might be able to access services maybe closer to their home and, and dial in virtually to us. So I think that'll, that'll still be a big part of our business, but it's going to be more about holistic wellbeing. It's going to be virtual access to that and it's going to be, I guess, communicating to these HR leaders, wellbeing leaders of what is, um, you know, what is available to them now, uh, yeah. you know, what sort of options do they have that might have changed? Yeah, sounds exciting. I, I know if, if I was sitting in, in your seat, I'd, I'd be pretty excited about you know, what does the future hold just because you've done things a certain way up until now, the, the world's changing and opportunity for you to adapt. Sounds exciting. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. I think, yeah, you're right. And again, we, we are kind of used to adapting pretty quickly as well, but it, we're very passionate about wellbeing. I mean, it is it is exciting because we're keen to see where it goes. I think it's it's fast-tracked technology in a lot of ways. Like you look at Zoom and these yeah. sorts of things and people flying to Sydney, you know, once a week to for an in-person meeting and then realising through this period that maybe they don't have to have to do that and, and Zoom or, or teleconference can, can replace that. So it, it is exciting. I think it's you know, it's going to be the fastest change to the working environment that I've, I know I've ever, ever experienced in my lifetime so far. So I, I think it's going to be a big, uh, a big revolution, really. So yeah, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Um, I just there's a, there's been a couple of people have commented or 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 had some questions here. Um, there's this new feature here. We can pop up their questions. We used to have to look previously. So Graham, Graham had been watching a few of these lives. Uh, he's in the Philippines, and I don't know if you can. Does that come up on your end? Can you see that? See what he's written there? Yes. Um, so, still no so, so Graham's in the Philippines. So there's no easing of restrictions over there. Face masks must be worn everywhere. Outside with specific quarantine checkpoints, pass checks, and temperature checks. Wow, that's really serious. Um, entry to any building entails quarantine, pass, and temp check. We are hopeful there may be some relaxing on the first of June. Um, so that's that's a very yeah. different world than than what we're in here uh, in, in, in Australia. It, it, it is, but then at the same time, walking through the city today, that there are still a lot of face masks. There's obviously the mm. temperature checks that I mentioned, and um, I think it is still going to be we're going to be erring on the side of caution anyway. But yeah, obviously there are easing restrictions. Yeah. There. I, I wonder if they're going to. So it's interesting you mentioned there about, you know, some of the businesses are doing temperature checks kind of downstairs in the lobby, like the building that we're in is owned by Mervac or something, and there's, you know, 20 different tenants in, in the building. Um, you wonder if there's going to end up being a temperature check at the bottom of the building before we're, we're allowed in. I wouldn't be surprised if there is. The last time I was there, there wasn't, but we might end up like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be, and again, you know, that, that's all, there's a caveat to that as well, is that it, um, I think that the good news with some of those is that even if some people, uh, they, they failed effectively the temperature check the first time, they're, they're allowed to sit down for 10 minutes, uh, you know, chill out, yeah. and then if they come back and they, and they yeah, pass yeah. it, they've got one organisation had 
of everyone that did fail at the first go, they passed at the second time, meaning that it might have just been they were rushing to get into the workplace and that raised their temperature. But, and it's not a, it's not a fail safe, that's for sure. It's not a your temperature's raised, therefore you're. Um, but yeah, it's obviously just the first line of defence, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, prior to a vaccine becoming created. Um, it is, it's going to be all of those things and the, the distancing and following those protocols. But yeah, it's going to be a very different look at place with the, the spacing out of it all. And um, and yeah, and also there'd be lots more teleconferences and those sorts of things. Which are... Yeah. Uh, and then Mina was there just saying hello as well. So Mina, if you're still there watching, thank you. And uh, hello to you also. Um, Josh, look, thank, thanks for your time today. Uh, if anyone you know, wants to pick your brains, got any questions or anything for you, where can people find you? Where streaming here to LinkedIn. It's also going to Facebook as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're sure. on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Where else can people find you? Yeah, well, that, that's where I found you. It wasn't on LinkedIn, James. Yeah. So LinkedIn is probably my, um, my go-to. So you can find me just Josh Lambert um, on LinkedIn there. Um, otherwise, pinnaclehealthgroup.com.au um, is a good resource for, yeah, any advice on workplace wellbeing or even in wellbeing for you as an employee or a, or a person. You don't have to be a, an employee. Um, so jumping on there, resources and also you can reach out i'm just josh at pinnaclehealthgroup.com.au my email address so brilliant all right thanks for your time josh that was uh that was great i got a lot of value out of that and hopefully people watching or catching on the replay did too so thank you and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, thanks for having me and, and good work on the show i've been um, <laughs> yeah checking it out it's been good thanks josh chat with you soon i'll just end the broadcast Cheers, Thanks for listening to my humble little podcast if you've taken anything from it or you think someone might get some value from it would love if you could spread the word up to about 400 odd listens so far which is just incredible thank you i really do appreciate you listening mm-hmm.